Hello, my friend. Welcome back to another episode of Faith by Mercy. I have been loving getting back into season two. This has been a really sweet process while I've been on break to be able to dream up different episodes that I'd love to record and to then write up material to be able to share with you. This one is, I think, going to be quite practical, but also is really relevant to the season that I've been in currently. I have really been on a journey of growing into a flexible minimalist or well my family would probably not consider me that considering I still have a bit of stuff but I am definitely a lot more of that compared to the sentimental hoarder that I was growing up. That is one thing that I really want to hone in on today and just share with you just the journey I've been on and what sort of influenced my mindset and who I was, what sort of my habits and rhythms of life were and then now what I am a bit more of um, as a nearly 23 year old or no this I'll still be 22 by the time you hear this thought I might have been 23 I got a little bit excited but nope so growing up I have always been the sentimental child and also the hoarder I love holding on to different little things that remind me of moments and just you know even clothes that have a sentimental meaning different paper stationery is a big one I just will keep papers and books and all these different items and I've kept so many things over the years and would have things filling every space like as of like I could think as of maybe two years ago I just I had a lot of stuff and once I got to uni that was when I, you know, actually had a bit more freedom with money and time. So I was able to buy more things rather than just keeping what I'd accumulated. I was actually able to even add to it. And I, when I got to uni in my first year, I created the Pinterest worthy study desk. I was quite proud of it. It was really colorful. I had this big desk and I covered it with piles of sticky notes, like three cups of pens and highlighters, had storage little container thingies for folders in my books and I'm pretty sure I had some photo frames and then on the walls above it I had like a calendar and a um, cork board whiteboard kind of thing and photos I I really made my space personal and colorful but it was full on and at that point I was also still sharing a room with my sister and so she had her desk which was a lot more simple in one corner and mine was in the other and I do love that desk. I remember just the position of where it was in my room and the study and all the hours I spent on it, like with my textbooks and different things. But it was a lot. It was a lot. And while I loved stationery and had all of that, I also loved clothing. And I got really into or am still in the op shopping lifestyle. I love going op shopping and, you know, getting good deals on clothes. But at this point, I think I had even gotten to like having 15 pairs of jeans or something. I remember I, rather than having them all in my drawer, I had a shelf that I wanted to dedicate for my pants, my jeans. And I'd laid them all up. And at that time, I think my cousin was over and he walked to the door and he's like, have you got like 10 pairs of the same pants? And I was like, no. But I realized, I think in that moment, just how many pairs of jeans I had. And to be honest, I probably only wore maybe four of them max like I maybe wore a couple others once or twice just to justify having bought them but I had my favorites that I loved 
and war all the time and all the others were just bad purchase moments where I thought oh this will actually I'll wear this a lot it's like something different it's the same blue but you know it's got this rip here or some little feature and so I'm not saying that having 15 pairs of jeans is a lot because I know some people even in my own household who still have like that amount of jeans um but I think it's the question is are they all getting used and do they have a purpose for me they didn't have a purpose I was living in like two pairs of leggings at work and then I'd wear maybe one or two pairs of jeans alternating for uni and had maybe a pair of sweatpants. Like I had my clothes that I loved to go to. Everything else was just there accumulating space. And in the year of 2020, so my second year of uni, I finally got around to reading The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And I ended like this book had been going through my church for maybe a year. And I was like, nope, I cannot afford to read this book because if I do, it'll actually make me want to change my life. And I can't afford to change my life. Like I can't afford to drop things or prioritize something else and not have all these commitments, which I think just shows how much I needed a challenge. But I finally got around to reading. I'd borrowed it from a friend and I chose to read it the night before my big organic chemistry exam and if you listen to my last episode on my little fail experiences you know that that was an organic chemistry paper that I failed now I'm not saying that me starting this book is what made me fail that I'm I'm pretty confident that I was going to fail either way but it is interesting that I chose to read this instead of studying but it just shows how much I was in need of change because I just remember trying to study for this exam And my heart was just like racing. I was like antsy. I couldn't sit still. I couldn't focus on anything. And I do think it actually was just because I was overstimulated with all the stuff in my, in my space. And it had just built up to this point where I was already, I was feeling a bit nervous and just pressure of, I need to try and pass this course to, I actually, I just can't deal with this space in my mind. It would just got to the point. I just couldn't really cope quite well with it all. And so I felt overwhelmed and internally claustrophobic from all the stuff that I had. And while I'd gotten reading this book and it was probably like 8.30 or something and I put it down after reading a stint and I was like, okay, I'm going to clear my desk. I am going to take away everything. I'm going to, I'm just going to make it simple and just a space where I can just sit and there's like not a whole lot going on. And so away went the sticky notes and the pens and the pin board on my wall and the photos and the little units that I had my books in. Like I, I cleared that desk so it was a clear top with maybe my laptop and that was it, which was actually so refreshing. And I am not that ashamed to say that I filled a whole shoebox with my sticky notes. I have, I'm still, I'm still currently working through them. It's been like, this is my third year of having that full, that full shoe box. And I'm, I'm coming to the last little bit, which is really, really, I feel like that's a huge success. I should deserve a medal for the amount of sticky notes I've gone through. But, and I also had another one, which had like my pens and my highlighters. So it was bad. It was bad. I took loving stationery to a whole nother level, but it was just so satisfying to be able to clear my space and to just have, it was just such a fresh like change and it helped me with that physical panic and feeling unsettled. Like I actually, I could see just my mind and my 
heart just sort of calmed down a bit. Not enough, like I still felt quite all overwhelmed, but it was just really helpful. And then I got to my book bookshelf, which I had, like there was either some books and then a lot of it, because I didn't actually own that many books, it had lots of like decorative features, which was a nightmare for dusting, but also it was just too much. It was overwhelming. And so I cleared that too. And if you were to walk into my room, as of like the um, as of like the end of 2020 you would have seen my bed you were, and like my sister's bed you would have seen my empty desk with a chair and maybe my laptop and you would have seen an empty bookshelf and it's it's a nice sized wooden bookshelf like my room ended up being pretty empty and it stayed that way for pretty much a whole year because I had just found, okay, this is how I can kind of somewhat cope with just my stress and kind of almost like little panic attacks with my study. I just felt there was just, I remember that season and yeah, I just, I needed just simplicity in order to try and keep getting through and just, you know, ticking things off. And I didn't want to start bringing, reintroducing things into my room again because I didn't want to get back to that state of stress and emotional panic like I didn't want to trigger that and finally at the end of 2021 I was like right no we're we're not like letting this be the the thing I had my own room I got like into my own space um my sister moved into a different one and so I was like right I'm gonna finally make this my personal space I'd gotten a bigger bed I was like let's actually decorate this bedroom and make it my safe haven and so I bought a big bird painting to go above my bed and I bought way too many secondhand books like secondhand clothes is one thing but then me I just went around all the different secondhand bookstores and I just bought books and it filled up my bookshelf I put them in like that whole color-coded sort of feature and it looked really beautiful I bought too many plants I don't want to admit how much but I got like my room became this mixture of wooden um photo frames and a wooden bookshelf with my color my color scheme let me just share this with you it was like I love blue so I had blue this kind of flamingo um soft pink and then I had like I loved my my green and then sort of like a light the light brown kind of tones like if I look around my room that's my color scheme that I wanted to incorporate and I love it I I love sort of the moody calming vibe it just makes me feel like I'm in amongst nature as well especially with my little um collage of different animal pictures on my wall I love that but I filled up my room and I love that I made it personal but then at the start of 2022 I went back and this is not, I didn't have this written down. Like it's not fully related, but also like don't go ahead and do what I did because I went through and calculated how much I spent on doing up my room and also just over summer. Like in the span of three months, I realized I had spent way more than I ever wanted to have spent on like doing up my room and going on little holiday trips and buying things and eating out like I calculated it all and I was I was appalled and so I made my own little challenge of like I've got to pay back this summer debt like that was I think what I called it 
Um, and that moment where I realized, okay, so I've swung from having an absolutely empty bedroom to now filling it up with stuff that I genuinely loved, but I'd spent way too much on it and I hadn't really thought and processed it very well. Like I, there wasn't a lot of intentionality behind some of the stuff I bought. I was intentional about the photos that I put on my wall and I wanted plants and books, but I wasn't intentional about how many I bought and what like books I was buying and all of that. So, and even some of the extra clothing that I was still buying. So I, yeah, there was a bit of like a little kick in the butt moment where I just realized, okay, I need to actually sort this out a little bit more. And last year, yeah, so that was end of 2021. I did up my room. 2022, I worked at like paying off my summer debt is just a bit of a fun like financial challenge for me. And then not that I was in debt, but I just made it my own thing. Um, and I've really found since the start of 2022, I've just been reevaluating the reasoning behind why I have things. And on the side note, kind of tying in with that whole the amount I'd spend, I realized I needed and I wanted to break that identity lie that I'm just the spender. I'm not I'm not an excessive spender in terms of like the shopaholic movies, like not that scale. But for me, I sort of always had thought, okay, I've got siblings who they're the saver, 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 like um, one sibling in particular, won't name her, but she's uh, really good at not spending and being really intentional. I love it. But then there's me and I'm a bit more like here, there, everywhere. Um, still got wisdom, but I'm just, I'm able to, pay things a bit more and I was like okay I actually want to change that like yes I'm not as tight-fisted as some people when it comes to money and I can easily buy some things but I've learned and I've actually grown and now I have a lot more balance and intentionality behind like how I'm spending my money and so I just had to change that whole thinking of like I'm not a bad spender like I don't have like uncontrollable financial habits I'm actually okay and I just want to keep growing and getting better. And so that was like my little side note. But while I was still learning and feeling challenged to be intentional about what I had, I didn't really believe that I could be sentimental and precious with what I owned without keeping everything. Because throughout my whole childhood, I, you know, I just love to hold on to memories and different items. And I didn't really see the need to you know, downscale everything that I owned. But as I've been on this journey of, okay, I love watching the minimalism videos and organization things. Like you get me a, like the Marie Kondo show on Netflix. I love it. And just like other, watching other people, there's a few people I follow on um, YouTube or Instagram who I love. They're like Christian women, but then they also bring in a lot of this tidying minimalism lifestyle stuff. And I love it. Um, it's now at that point where there's only so much that I can get rid of and from my own room, like I'm running, running out of actually like logical things to throw out or no, not throw out, just like give away or donate to a store. So I love watching these videos and from them, I've realized it's actually okay to have white space or a blank empty space in a room. And I don't have to fill up everything just because I've got a bookshelf doesn't mean I need to have it row like every row just crammed with books because it's actually quite nice like now I can look at my bookshelf and 
I can see I've got a little painting and then I've got some space and then a little thing of books and it just balances it out and it's okay for me to not have a full wardrobe of clothes and things on every wall okay uh, currently I do have something on every wall but it's not excessive um but I just yeah I realize it's actually okay for me to not keep everything and I did realize that I can be sentimental and you know treasure items but I also can not keep a whole lot of stuff and so some of the things that I would love to share there's like some different questions or thoughts that have helped me process what I've been doing there's not a huge like three steps or anything like it's just more of a here's my thoughts just like every episode um but I like as of like before I share some of these like for example I got rid of recently I went through my big box two boxes of all my uni assignment and lecture notes and all of that and I realized okay yes I want to keep stuff from my uni days but I'm actually not going to go through 95% of this ever again or I don't want to like it's just sitting there for the sake of me remembering my uni days and I got to the point I was like okay I'm gonna actually get rid of stuff and so I sorted through everything a lot of the lecture notes I just put in my big one pile to go in the recycling but then as I went through assignments and my like handwritten and drawn study notes I was like okay this one like I can see how much time I spent into I'll keep it and so I've downpacked it to just like a little mini pile plus my my little beautiful typo book that has heaps in it that I'll definitely keep but I I, you know I've compacted it to I still have uni notes and things from that season that remind me of it but I haven't kept everything else that I actually don't need and I'm fine with it and I'm like you know selling the textbooks from uni because I realize I've got one that I want to keep but there's others that I'm not actually going to use again so I can sell them so some other uni student can utilize it and I've also gone through my clothing and I'll share more on that but I've like gotten through and I've minimalized my wardrobe a lot more which has been really fun to do and just everything um in my wardrobe and around my room I've just I've sifted through I went I went I've taken probably maybe four different stages where I did a clean out I thought I'd done it good and then like a month or two later I had that the itch again to go through and clean out stuff so here's some of the little thoughts that I that inspired those different things one of them was how letting go of an item that you paid for but haven't used or gotten your value from after a certain time period isn't being unwise with your money in that current moment like I realized I actually made the unwise financial decision when I bought the item in the first place and that was something I had to really just let sink deep into my bones because there's different clothing items or books and plants that I have kept around I mean plants I do love them and I want to keep them alive trying to um but like with my clothes and my books and little decorative items all of these things I kept them not necessarily because I was using them or really enjoyed them but it was also from that place of guilt that I hadn't like I couldn't justify my purchase um and so I kept them just so I could try and feel like I I was making use of my money but I realized keeping something around for a longer time period wouldn't change the truth that I probably shouldn't have bought it in the first place. So I have 
had items of clothing that I bought, which actually they were cool pieces, but I just never wore them because they don't fit what I actually choose to wear to work or I don't pair them with other things. They just didn't really fit my, like, it didn't fit me well enough that I wanted to go for them. And so I realized it's actually okay. Like if I put them in the donation pile, that's not me being, making an unwise decision in that moment. Like I made that choice when I went into that Save Mart and bought them, say, six months ago. And so I think that was like a really helpful mindset for me to take. And I think going forward, it's going to help me be a lot more intentional and just realize, okay, am I actually going to wear this? Like if I had this in my wardrobe or had this on the bookshelf or on a another shelf like would I pick this up or wear it or use it because I love it or is it just going to be there just in case and so as well as that I also have now started like having that mindset of okay would I actually want to take this item with me into a future home or a future marriage so if I leave home and go flatting or go live in my own space like do I actually want to take this Will I want to take it and store it in somewhere else? Or especially like, you know, in a future marriage, is it something that's going to be useful that I'll want to put around a home or use? Um, or is it actually just going to go from one storage box in a, in a cupboard to another storage box in another cupboard? Like, is it just going to be sitting there? And so much of what I had up until sort of the last year was things that I was keeping in this season that I actually couldn't like see myself taking into the next it was almost like I had loads of different items whether it was an ornament or a cup or a book or a clothing item all these anything that you can think of in a bedroom because that's you know where a lot of my stuff is anyway a lot of this was renting space in my room which cost me not necessarily with like financial rent but maybe it did cost me with my finances when I first bought it And then now it was either costing me with my time for cleaning it or sorting it. And then even like the mental stress and energy of knowing something was there. Like even you can say out of sight, out of mind. But when I had to try and find something up in the top of my closet, I had to like take down two whole boxes of stuff that I never used so that I could move something aside and grab something I was actually wanting. Like there was just a lot of effort that went into trying to find something because I had so much excess stuff renting space in my room that was just so unnecessary. And and I added another like section to that word, whoops. If I, I realized if I didn't consider something valuable enough to take into a future season or a future home, why was I letting it take space in my life now? And I think that's just something that's really helped me to, as I'm sifting through especially a lot of those sentimental items I've gone through journals and or like oh not necessarily my journals but like other books and like little things that I can remember oh I wrote this letter to my friend and it was so cute or this card and all these different things but I realized is this something that I really treasure and love and want to keep storing or have shown in a future home and if it's actually just going to sit in another box it's probably not worth my time. And with that, I realized that, where did I write my little notes for this? I don't even know. Oh, here we go. While I may treasure the memory that comes with an item, I 
realized I like I can still hold on to the memory but not necessarily hold on to the stuff and I think that was really helpful to realize because yeah a lot of my sentimental items or different things I was keeping was because I associated it with something else but I was like I still have those memories and yes one day when I'm 86 and I my memory might be you know getting a little bit less sharp the likelihood of me actually wanting to have a whole box of all these different things isn't going to probably be that high anyway like I'll have other things that I'm focused on and so instead of collecting over the next 60 years of my life heaps and heaps of different items I do want to be a lot more intentional about what I keep and what I hold on to because I do have the memories and I've got photos on my phone that was another thing I have two photo albums which I would go through like I'd have a few months and then I'd print out all my favorite photos from that month first of all that just costs money and it goes into an album that I actually don't look at and I realize I can just look through my laptop and phone and I do love having a photo album there is one that's got all my sort of baby childhood photos which I think I love the most like I love to have that and that'll be fun to be able to show future kids and like family but Everything else sort of from now on, a lot of it, I can just keep it digital, digitalized, digital, tongue twister, I'm not even going to try and make sure I got that right, you get what I mean, but I don't, I think that was one thing I've just been thinking about is how some things, they don't need to be printed out or made into a physical copy, like it's okay for them to stay in, on the internet or as like a digital item, and I also wanted to sort of just share a couple of like the little things when it comes to clothing and books and just like what my thought process was because it might be helpful for you like with my clothing stuff while I was sorting through things kind of similar to that whole Marie Kondo vibe of does this spark joy I actually genuinely went through and I asked okay when I'm wearing this do I feel beautiful or comfortable or confident and some items I was like well it's comfy but just because it's comfy I don't actually feel that confident or like I don't feel my best self when I'm wearing this whether it's a pair of jeans or a t-shirt or something and so I realized I don't if I'm not gonna reach for it first thing obviously don't just limit it to your favorite outfit but if I don't reach for it within like a month rotation of wearing things then it's probably not needed there and even yeah I think also some things I go to a lot more often and I've just wanted to um, I guess simplify my wardrobe to a lot of my favorite things and honestly I wear about like the fa- the same like three shirts with two jeans all the time like if people see me I'm probably I've probably worn the same thing at youth group and then I probably wear it at night church or at work I'll <laughs> wear like one outfit the whole week because it's or like I'll maybe change some aspect of it but it's comfy and I've thought okay if it's going to get a little stain on it or like a bit of food from the baby I'm looking after or something from you know while I'm working I'd rather for me if I'm in my work clothes I'm just going to let them hold out a couple extra days so then I'm not constantly washing stuff all the time and so with that I don't actually wear a lot of other stuff and so I've I've really gotten through and sorted through things that I just don't want to hold on to everything. I don't have the capsule wardrobe in the sense that I've got like two t-shirts, two pants and a jersey. I don't, I haven't like kept it to that, but I do go for stuff that is really 
what I love. And also there's that whole idea of practicality because I even found some t-shirts or pants and things where I was like, oh, I actually feel like I'm constantly having to like watch myself. Like if I'm bending over or if I'm reaching up, like I don't actually want to have clothes that I'm like sort of on alert with while I'm wearing. Like, I mean, I guess there's that whole like modesty kind of aspect. Like I do want to I want to be able to feel comfortable and confident and beautiful in what I'm wearing, but I also want to have an element of modesty. And well, I want a lot of that, but I think that was just really helpful going through and being like, do I love this? Do I feel confident in it? And is it really practical? And so now I've got a wardrobe that is my style. I have a lot of people who would probably think, what the heck is your style? I love the jeans with the t-shirt and like a flannel or like a sweater. That's my vibe. And I love it. And so now I've just made it, made it a lot of that. And so for you, it could be really helpful to go through your clothing. And I can guarantee you've probably got a pair of pants or some shirts or maybe shoes, like loads of things. You could have a lot of things, like maybe your wardrobe is quite huge. And I'm sure that you've got a lot of things you could sort through and realize I don't, I haven't worn this in two months or I don't feel confident in this. So why am I keeping it? Like you can go on a wee journey maybe and sort through your wardrobe and another thing with books is one thing that I want to share with you and while you not might not be a huge reader you might be able to find that this relates to something else you've got I'm not sure what but I found this really helpful and huge in just my journey because I had a full bookshelf of books and one thing I realized that I was some I was subconsciously seeing each book on my shelf as a mental task on my future checklist. Like I think I looked at my shelf and I was like, okay, I've got like 15 books in that row that I haven't read and 20 in that row and one up there. And I was almost holding myself accountable to get through them all. And it's been like a year and a half since I bought a lot of them and I'm working my way through them. But there were just some I realized... I'm not actually going to get through some of these or I don't want to. Like a lot of them, they were just pretty, pretty binders that would look good on my, on my shelf. And so I went through and I challenged myself to let go of the books that I knew I wasn't going to desire to pick up in my free time because I didn't want a huge mental list anymore. I've been like looking at lightening my mental load. I read Dr. Libby's um, book. What's it called? the invisible load which is all on like your invisible mental load and that I think sparked it even way back I was reminded of that and so I'd pick up a book and I would some of them I knew I was actually never going to read it because it was like tiny font huge book and I was like this is not going to happen I don't have the time like I did when I was 13 year old a 13 year old in school I, I read and read and read like my life depended on it and now I just don't actually have that time I still have prioritized it a lot more but it's just not the same and I also picked up a book and I'd read the first chapter and if it didn't have me hooked I was like I don't actually want to commit my time to this there's some books like you know the bible or a study book or something that relates to my career that or like my career pathway and learning things that I want to you know commit to like reading and taking in knowledge but there were these other ones that if they're just like for a free time activity I would rather have a good collection of books that I'm excited to pick up and that I want to read. And so that was actually really helpful. I was able to clear through a bunch of books. Some of them, there was even a couple that started off really good. Like the first couple pages had me hooked and then it just hit like a scene 
that I was like, oh, I'm not okay with this. This is a bit spicy. And so that book went in my donation pile. And it was really, I think, empowering and just freeing to realize I was taking that step to lighten my mental load by putting aside books that I was going to let go of. And my bookshelf, I love it now. It's still got quite a lot of books, especially I'll keep a lot of like my Christian spiritual growth ones. But I have like three shelves that are half full or if even not that. And then I'm able to put some of my paintings on my shelf and it just makes it feel a little less full on. And I love that. Um, another thing that I that has sort of played into all of this. This is a bit all over the place. I hope you're following along. I'm sorry. Um, but this thing is the idea to cut out maintenance objects or com- like maintenance commitments that aren't really necessary. So you could apply some of this stuff to even commitments in your life. But for the sake of my minimalism kind of inspired episode, I really was challenged to simplify how many items I had on things that were going to require my time and effort in the future like how many things I'd have on my shelf because that just makes moving things around to dust a little bit trickier and some people don't even bother with dusting and so it probably works fine for you but I I'm really stoked with my routine that I've sort of gotten into where I love I love when I have my half an hour and I might you know dust my shelves and vacuum my floor empty the rubbish change my bed sheets all those little things, it just makes my room feel so homely and tidy and fresh. And so it was like a challenge to start um, cutting out or simplifying how much maintenance things I had. Even like with my plants, that's a huge maintenance thing because I bought them. They make my room feel beautiful and like nature filled, but they also take my time with watering them but I have realized that I can water them in a few minutes with a watering can like I just do a couple trips and from the bathroom and it's great because I'll just pour into the all all of the pots have like the bottom covered so there's no holes no leaks or I have had that actually happen a couple times where it's then gone all over my shelf I've learned my lesson though and now it's a cool quick process and I'll just keep a record of when I need to do it so it's a bit more like it's easy to manage But that's been really helpful, even just thinking of when I leave home and have my own space to take care of. Like, what am I, what things do I want to purchase that, like, when you buy something, I think an example I've heard a lot in podcast episodes is the motorbike. So I'm not a motorbike girl, traumatized from the time I crashed into a fence because I didn't know how to turn the bike. Should have figured that out before I got on it. That was when I was like six though, so I kind of have an excuse. But this example was like someone, um, I'm going to use my brother cause, as an example because he wants to get a motorbike, but he wants to buy a motorbike and with this, it's not just the actual bike that he's buying in the moment if this happens, it's a hypothetical scenario, but if he gets this bike, he's not just paying for it with his money in that moment, but there will also be maintenance things, just like even a car where you're going to have to be paying for maybe new tires or an oil change or fuel. In the future, you're going to have costs with financial in the financial sense. But then he's also going to have to, it's going to take his time to be cleaning it and looking after it and taking it to get fixed. And like these little things, It's so it's not just his money and time in that moment that he's, he'd be pay, paying with. Um, it's like also a lot of different things in the future 
and I think that example has shown me of how, okay, if I'm going to buy another plant, I need to realize that it's not just going to take my time in that moment and my money. It's also going to take my time and energy and commitment in the future to look after it. Because while plants don't have little souls, I do like to, you know, try and keep them alive and make sure they're doing well. They're my little babies. But that's been really helpful to think about and to be challenged by because in the future I do want to be a lot more careful with what I'm buying even like thinking in a home kitchen appliances and utensils and things because I'm there's a lot you can just do with a kitchen knife and a chopping board like a lot of these extra accessories I've realized while I love I love them and they're pretty it does take extra cleaning to do them where it's quite quick you know you do your chopping board your knife voila but if you've added in five different utensils to try and use even though they're practical it just adds your time for your cleaning and that was a little side tangent but I've just really it's been really sweet to sort of gain a new mindset because I can just see all the stuff that I'm learning now and all the things that I've been able to clear out like I have gotten rid of boxes after boxes of things from my room and from up in my storage unit and all of that it's been so satisfying seeing it leave and knowing I'm actually changing so I know I'm not going to go back to that point I might you know add in some things here and there but I think I've got a lot more wisdom and just intentionality going forward that's going to actually last and I was listening to a girls night podcast and the guest speaker was Rachel Cruz and she made a comment um, where she said you can have stuff but don't let your stuff have you and that one that one stuck out to me because I realized okay I have all this stuff but ultimately I didn't really I'd it's not like my stuff could have ownership over me in a like actual sense but it almost was like it did because I was keeping it and just letting it accumulate and I I wasn't letting myself have that ownership and determining what I was allowing into my space because that's one thing I love about my bedroom is I have created this space where it's hopefully comforting and where I can get creative inspiration and where I can relax and unwind like I want my bedroom to be my safe haven and so if I am wanting that I need to be careful about what I bring into it whether it's more stuff that's just going to be around the room that's going to create mental clutter or things that I'm just going to be storing in my room and if something's going to be you know filling up my soul I think I've just been a lot more intentional about being wise and having sort of my stop go sign outside my room. Almost that could be like a little mental picture of me standing with my wee sign and if, you know, some book or a decorative pillow or a piece of clothing and some kitchen utensil for the future, like these things, I want to be more careful about, am I going to let this into my life because it's either going to require my time cleaning it or the actual space to store it and my capacity to sort it later on and a lot of this you might think this is just so simple mercy and so if you're still listening hats off to you but I think this has just been really a really healing but also empowering process because I sort of always thought that I would be that sentimental hoarder and that I would love things treasure things and always have heaps of stuff but now I've realized at the moment I have it still feels like I've got a lot of stuff, but 
there are some items and I've got a few boxes of like house items that one day will go into the different little spaces in a new home and so some things they are purely being stored for now until they get used in a new space but I now have like created and sorted through and left myself with a bedroom that feels homely and comforting and I'm able to get creative in it and I don't I don't look around like I did in 2020 and just feel panic and antsy and just overwhelmed by everything because that mental clutter isn't the same. Also, I'm not like stressed with uni and all of that, but it's been a really beautiful journey to realize that I can be sentimental and I can appreciate my things, but I don't have to be a hoarder. And so now I feel like I'm low-key a flexible minimalist even though my life probably doesn't fully look like it it's more like I'm an intentional minimalist and I'm just a lot more careful about what I'm wanting to buy and what I want to be keeping and so once I get through that shoebox of sticky notes I'm not filling it back up again there are a couple little sizes of sticky notes that I want to refresh because I use them a lot for note-taking and in my bible so I can justify that purchase but I don't want to fill up a whole shoebox of them again. And I'm, I'm still going through the pens that I had from the other shoebox. So there's a lot of things that have just given me a good reality check. And if you're someone who's got, you know, your shoebox filled with a lot of one thing, perhaps that's a good like little challenge to, I don't know, have a think about what you're keeping, what you've been buying. Hopefully there was something really helpful in this or it gave you food for thought. I feel like it was a bit all over the place. But that makes it fun. Keeps you on your toes. You've got to try and follow along. Hopefully I didn't take too much of your mental energy <laughs> to try and um, get what I was saying. But thank you so much for listening. I will finish this up. I hope you enjoyed hearing about sort of the stages of life that I've sort of been through and where I'm at today. I'm excited to see all that God continues to do through my life with just giving me financial wisdom and wisdom around the stuff I own. And I want to have a life that is more kingdom focused and is intentional about my relationships and the people rather than the materialistic stuff. I think that's also a big part of it. Won't go into it all today though. So thank you for showing up, for listening to my my little spiel, my 40 minute spiel. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week and that I'll see you next week. See you later.